G'day, this is an abridged version of the episode that you can hear in full by signing up at uncomfortableconversations.substack.com slash subscribe. Enjoy the freebie. G'day, humans. Welcome to Safe Space for Dangerous Ideas. And, uh, nothing is more dangerous than uh, having your post-Christmas ham or turkey leftovers and you're fishing around in the fridge uh, a week after the fact, maybe a couple of weeks, and you're scratching your head and thinking to yourself, can I still have this leftover turkey carcass, how would you know? And how would you know how to prepare the thing in the first place that you're not going to poison your guests? When you're at a summer barbecue or a picnic, how long can you leave the salami sitting there sweating in the sun next to the sweaty, melting cheese before you need to throw it out? Uh, One of the most popular segments on my ABC radio show, uh, Rest in Peace, uh, was with the one and only Gary Kennedy, who knows more than almost anybody else in Australia about food safety. Nay, the world. I would say uh, more than anyone in the world, but he doesn't like he doesn't like to be big noted. He's a humble man, although he is a media slut. The one and only Gary Kennedy joins me on the Uncomfortable Conversations couch. Hello, Gary. Hi, Josh. Uh, lovely to have you here before Christmas. When so- Is there an uptick in poisonings before Oh, absolutely there is. is there? Yeah, yeah, I, I earned my dollars this time of the year. In Australia, unlike the Northern Hemisphere, we have the double whammy down here. So we have the hottest days of the year. And, you know, and when I want to, you know, if I'm trying to incubate a bacterial food poisoning culture <laughs> in an incubator in, you know, my office, I'll incubate at 37 degrees body temperature. Right. Because that's the temperature which food poisoning bugs grow best. And also happens to be the average maximum temperature in, in Sydney, Sydney summer. and New South Wales in summer. <laughs> and we match that with the time of the year where we're most casual about food preparation and we do things we don't normally do like take eskies on long car trips and take a barbecue on the beach and get too many drinks and leave the food sitting out for yeah. four or five hours. have a hours. Christmas lunch where everything is just splayed out. Like when else do you leave yeah. everything on the table for five hours while everyone's in the backyard having beers Correct, and then backyard, coming back and... and beer, come back and think, oh, we'll just have another bite of that. Yeah. So yeah, we get the double whammy. We get the slackest food preparation because we're having a good time combined with body temperature hot temperature of the year so food poisoning in christmas with spikes in december january okay the most important the most the most revelatory thing that you have uh, enlightened me on is like the two hour rule and the four hour four hour rule yeah, which I, hour, hour I can never rule. quite remember but yeah. once the listener or the viewer understands this simple principle their lives will forever be changed yep. uh, in understanding the ambiguity of whether or not they sh- they can eat something and juggling like does the Mongolian lamb that has been in the fridge for three days is that going to kill me and after seven days is it going to kill me? What's the two hour and the four hour, hour rule? Right, basically what it says, and and this is food standards Australia New Zealand requirements. You know, it probably applies in similar ways elsewhere. Oh yeah, this applies all around the world. You right. Know. It, it, what it says is if a food is meant to be frozen or it's meant to be cold or it's meant to be hot, so not a cracker, you know, or piece of bread, if it's something that's meant to be in a fridge or a freezer or meant to be kept hot, then if you let it sit out at room temperature, after two hours you've got to make a decision. And after two hours you can cook it again or you can put it back in the fridge or back in the freezer or you can let it sit out. But if you let it sit out after four hours, you've got to bin it. After four hours? Four hours. So there's a two-hour window between the two hours yeah. when you have to make a decision. So after two hours, you've got to make a decision. 
And right. after four hours, if you didn't put it in the fridge or the freezer or recook it, after two hours, then after four hours, you should bin it. Okay. And you, you see that in operation without realizing lots of times. So if you do a, a, a long flight and you haven't eaten your meal, you'll see the flight attendants, they will take your meal and when you want a new one, press. So the meal doesn't sit there. Right, but they come a lot quicker than two hours. They whisk that away from your, out of your face as you're just scooping up the last yeah. piece of chocolate mousse in a little... Meals on Wheels do delivery runs within two hours. So when right. the food leaves, by the time it come, by the time the car comes back, it's within two hours. Well, isn't it insulated there? What if? What about Uber Eats and like home delivery where they've got it in an insulated bag? Well, that's why you remember one of the big pizza chains when Pizza Hut set up. I like how we can mention names here. Yeah, it's we can. Yes, yes. On the the, yeah, for, for listeners who don't know, on the public broadcast, you're not really allowed to talk about <laughs> about corporate among the many limitations of working at the public broadcaster you can't mention uh, you know corporations Corporate. here yeah. we can hey pizza hut you want to sponsor the show <laughs> come on in baby we'll have pizza all the all, all the best pizza so hut when pizza, pizza hut want. set up in australia there was their delivered in 30 minutes or it's free right was one of the claims and one of the reasons that pizza hut did that was not so you get hot pizza it was so if ever there was a store that said, oh, we'll just make a whole lot of pizzas in advance, they couldn't do that. I see, right. So uh, the, uh, there's a whole lot of systems set up around this two-hour, four-hour. Even things like, with, uh, that's why backyard spit rows, you ever hire you know, something for a christening, they all set up and within four hours, everything's pulled down. And if you say to them, oh, can we keep the leftover potato salad? They go, no, sorry, right. we have to take it away. Have to, so by law. All of that is meaning this two hour, four hour. Gary, work. you'll be pleased to know that when I was in my late teens or early 20s, I went to visit a friend in uh, Munich and mm. uh, he and his friends were having a Schweiner party which they go into the Bavarian woods in summer. They take tons of mushrooms, of psychedelic mushrooms, and someone brings a pig a dead pig and they put uh, they put it on a spit and they have this kind of almost lord of the flies style rave in the bavarian woods with everyone <laughs> rolling off their faces on psilocybin and and roasting a pig and i i i regret to inform you that the 4 hour rule was probably not observed well, what on they, that occasion. What they probably did, had they kept the temperature up, were keeping the pig above 60 degrees. So if they can keep the pig hot... Right, so then it's still being... Then it's still hot. So right. the four-hour, two-hour, four-hour rule doesn't apply while food is still cold or while food is still hot. So if we go into a petrol station or a fast food store and things like a pie warmers, bain-maries, soup terrines chafing dishes you know things with little metho burners all of the hot dog but you know hot dog steamers all of those are meant to keep the food above 60 degrees and if you've cooked the food properly it can cool down to 60 because no bugs grow below 60 that cause food poisoning right and it can sit there for years so you know the pie in a truck <laughs> you, you know my job involves me going sometimes to road houses at three in the morning right because you food. audit you get employed by yeah, I, institutions or governments to audit uh, the industry and make sure they're not going to kill somebody yeah, and that means travel and sometimes you're stuck in remote places at very odd hours where petrol station is where you buy your food you know a 24-hour place 
And if the food's above 60 degrees, it can stay there for years and nothing will ever grow. Is that right? So the pig would probably have been safe. This had, is why... Had they kept it up to temperature. I believe there the... was a hairy armpitted little elfin woman rolling off her face on psychedelics who was stoking the fire underneath the spit pig. That would so keep she was, and that would be safe. She was probably their compliance officer. I know that, uh, for example, I've got a Greek relative who does the lamb. Um, and him and I, he looked at it and said, just check it out. And mm. I went, no, it's all fine. It's, you know, because he was really nervous because he, you know, it's an in-law, found out what I did for a living, was extremely <laughs> nervous cooking the lamb. But no, he cooked it up to the right temperature this all- and provided there were coals underneath that kept it warm. No, that's fine. I mean, you, just to take an aside about like uh, gyros and kebabs at takeaway joints, like people might be familiar uh, with you know the meat, the uh, sometimes processed, but sometimes uh, actual fillets of chicken if it's chicken, mm-hmm. or strips of lamb that are all coagulated together into this gigantic cylindrical block yeah. with a, a metal spit through the middle of it, and it rotates slowly, and there's a heat burner on one side of it, and they shave it off with an electric knife, and they put it in a, a kebab roll, a, pit, a piece of pita bread, and right. I've always wondered, in that cylinder of Flesh, there must be a point at which between the cold center or the room temperature center and the flaming outside, it's at a perfect 37 degree microbial funhouse where everything is growing like crazy. You are absolutely correct. (laughs) And so there must be horrendous like deadly germs and bacteria at some point in that thing. Do they then just get burned off when it wrote, when they come to the surface and it's, yep. But what if they're going through it so quickly that they're shaving the thing off too fast and it doesn't get time to get burnt off? That's why in some kebab store, you can you can tell when it's raw or cooked. So if there is a massive trade in it, you can see that they will put it on a grill and cook it on the grill. Right. So they've often got to a burn grill off the to burn it off. The and you often see the reverse. So the meat doesn't dry out. If they're slow trade, they'll often shave some of the outside stuff off. And they will keep it in a tray because it's cooked meat, so it's relatively safe, and they keep it warm. Right. And then they might cook it again if it's been... Yeah, they'll warm it up again, oh, make yeah. it hot. There okay. is a kebab industry code of practice. Because, I'm sure there is. Because, Did you help write that one no, too? No, no, I didn't. Okay. But but I had to have kebab shops that are clients. So, yeah, I know the system. Kebabs are on the radar of some of the government authorities because they are potentially risky because when they come out, they actually are a frozen product to start with. Oh. So when they're supplied to the kebab shop by the meat manufacturer, they're actually frozen on the metal pole oh. and you return the pole. Delightful. So, so somewhere in the middle, it's actually frozen right. while the outside is red hot. Right. So you're right. In the middle, there's a there's the there's gold, a sweet spot. There's the a Goldilocks, Goldilocks zone, zone for yeah, in the middle gut somewhere. bacteria. Okay, uh, so back to Christmas. So we're yep. doing all this. So two hours, uh, two hours and one minute, I can decide to either put the stuff back in, put the ham or the turkey. Or the prawns. Or the prawns. Well, prawns even. Two hours seems like a long time to leave prawns out. But you said room temperature. What if it's 35 degrees? Oh, we're and we're talking, talking in Celsius here. but We're, yeah. we're talking between 5 degrees. So it hits 5.1 degrees. Yep. Some bugs will start growing. It hits 59.9 degrees. Some bugs will start growing. 
So five and 60, which is slightly different to Europe. They have five to 63. We have five to 60. What do the Americans have? Do you know? Uh, well, this is in Fahrenheit. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're that basic. That would be the equivalent. Yeah, they do five to 63 as well. We're slightly okay. tighter here. Okay. Uh, and so you, at two hours I go, all right, I'm going to commit to eating this within the next hour and 59 minutes. And if I don't, then I'll throw it out. And then after three hours and 59 minutes, I can still eat a prawn. Yep. That's been sitting outside on a hot day? Yeah, it's to do with something that they call the lag phase. And what in microbiology, if you think about when you move into a new house, you don't instantly feel at home there and it takes you a while before you're happy there. So in an evolutionary sense, that happens in microbes. So suddenly a microbe is cold and in a fridge, and all of a sudden you put it in 37 degrees. There's something they call a lag phase, which means all microbes, whether they're viruses or bacteria or molds, don't instantly start growing. They sit there for a while thinking, is this right? Is this going to change? I'm in the perfect conditions. And then after about two hours, they go, oh, oh really? I'm, I'm at the right temperature now. Right. And they will start growing. Now, two, two hour, four hour is a good scientific rough guide. You will get some growth before two hours, but not enough to kill you or make you sick. Right. So it's and in that two to four hour range when everything goes yeah, haywire. But, but by the end of four hours, we're growing exponentially. Right. We're, we're in that sort of growth phase. And they're saying after four hours, yeah, if you started off at a very low number, you could have a dangerous dose after four hours. Okay. What is the main way, what is the main mistake that people make then, especially at Christmas time? Well, there's a couple of things. One of them is they forget four hours and come back. Um, so the food's been sitting there forever. And people think that I can just take it in and out of the fridge five times. That doesn't work. Why not? Oh, because you've already used up two hours of your four hours, if that makes sense. So say you start off with one bug. And at the end of two hours, you've got a thousand bugs. When you put it in the fridge, they don't die off. So when you pull it out next time, you're already at a thousand bugs. So you, you've only really got a short period, two hours left. It's four hours in total, not four hours each consecutively. Go. Yeah, it's not four hours. So if each you take go. it out for forty five minutes and you put it on the table, everyone serves themselves, you pop it back in, you've, then are you basically halting the growth of the You're stopping the, bacteria? the growth by putting it in the fridge, but you've used up nearly you've an used hour. Up, right. So then you've got an hour or fifteen minutes out yeah. of the fridge. And can I say in commercial establishments, you know, restaurants, hospitals, the airlines, the people who do this regularly, they keep control of that to the minute. But in the home, no one, no one knows. Well, I mean, presumably the other thing that they do in commercial environments is that they have fridges that they know will be at a particular temperature. So they're going to be that three and a half degrees or four degrees Celsius yeah, they'll, or whatever. They'll run them down near zero. And right. they, they'll be blast, fan-forced air. These are industrial units. So we'll actually pull temperature down. One of the problems in your fridge at home is most people don't actually run their fridge cold enough. So you and I have had discussions at the ABC about butter yeah. and whether you need to chill butter or not. But if you're, if <laughs> one you... of my strange quirks for people who don't know is that I'm a, I'm a, a rabid fan of not putting butter in the fridge which, at all. You don't need to. It doesn't safe, need to be in the fridge. For safety reasons, not a problem at all. Yeah, just leave it out of the fridge. Yep. Um, the issue, if your fridge is running cold enough, you shouldn't be able to spread the butter 
and sometimes your lettuce should freeze is a good clue. Really, right. a fridge needs to run at less than five degrees for these bugs. So some of the bugs we're talking about will start growing at six and seven degrees. So, and some of them will grow very, very slowly in a cold fridge, will start growing quickly when you get into a warmer fridge. So most people don't keep their fridge cold enough. And at Christmas, you've got the added bonus that you're constantly opening and closing the fridge yes. to get things in and out. And you've also tempted to put hot stuff in the fridge. And hot stuff also heats up your fridge. Yeah. So what should I do if I've got hot? Let me...